Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It's almost 9 p.m. on a Wednesday evening, the June 1st. It's freaking June 1st, 2022. Summer approaches. Another beautiful day in Pennsylvania. Warm. Fairly humid, not as not as hot as it had been the other day, like 83, 85, something like that. It's 69 right now. We've got some rain coming in tomorrow on the north or south of the I-95 corridor. Sorry for the fucking meteorology bulletin. As you can expect, as you might anticipate, what a good fulfilling day here at Healthy Balance Chiropractic. My wife's text messaging to tell me that uh, the fucking trash is not going out tomorrow. It's going out on Friday. So I am mistaken for putting it out on the curb or putting it out, pulling it out of the its spot in our garage, trying to stage it. Think about little details we have in our day, you know? Little things that we do to try to prepare. Talked about how important preparation is. Right? Aren't our lives dominated by all these little details that we're trying to keep in place? It's amazing. There's just so much we anticipate what life will be like tomorrow or next week. We're trying to schedule everything and trying to keep people organized around all these major, major things, major events. This summer, what's our summer schedule look like? Hey, vacations. What a great fucking thing is to look forward to a vacation, huh? I got folks who are doing all kinds of things. Kinds of summer vacations. They're going down to the shore next week, Cape May. Hitting the lake. Going to Mexico. Guy was telling me he's going to Mexico in two weeks. They do something big every year. More and more people telling me about their vacation plans. It's exciting. It's important for us to, to consider all these things, right? That's a great thing to plan and organize. And there's all the other little details, like I already pulled out my undies and fucking socks and my attire for tomorrow when I'm going to be in the office. What I'm going to wear during my adjustment hours at the office. I'll get out my get my coffee ready. So all I got to do is press go, and it'll take two minutes for that coffee to chug a log. I actually, I, I'm micromanage my life so much that I uh, it, two minutes is actually too long for that fucking Keurig to fire up and do whatever the hell it's doing. I want it to I want it to freaking burst into that K cup and gurgle the freaking richest cup of Starbucks French roast imaginable. 
30 seconds. I want that coffee hot, fucking honeyed, and in my mouth very quickly. Reminds me of this cartoon that I used to watch. I've seen it a few times. It's like in, in line with Looney Tunes. It's an old, you know, it's be a stride Woody Woodpecker and all that shit. It was about this pig family. This family, and they had a one one of their child children was a pig. Orville or something like that. I don't know. And he's a cute little pig, and they took care of him just like there was one of their own, and they had all these adventures and uh, anyway, the father had this thing when they wake up in the morning, this whole Rooney morning routine. The father had this thing where it was like a contraption that would wake him up and slide him out of bed on a board and shower him up and shave him, hit him with a fucking shaving cream, and then go sh- 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 straight edge, straight razor, would shave him up and cinnamon breakfast seat and a cup of coffee and eggs and bacon be right in front of him this whole thing this whole off to the dump him in his car and off to work he'd go come back at night same deal it's like this whole automated sort of thing what's that guy that invented things that he would have like um, kind of like the start to back to the future where Marty McFly has a you know, a bowling ball rolling down a track and it hits a tennis racket and something happens over here and a bell rings and string a pulley system comes out and lifts something up and feeds a dog and all that shit it's kind of like what we need in this life I feel like that driving home at 9pm from work I love my job, I love my life but I feel like like that's part of what we do, and then, and then we are deposited into the summer, and everybody can't wait to get out, school's out for summer, school's out forever, no more pencils, no more books, no more teacher dirty looks, right, Alice Cooper, Teachers feel the same way. I have a teacher tell me today that it's their toughest year. I was custodian tell me it's the toughest year ever. Kids take fucking water bottles, jam them down the toilet. They use more toilet. They throw the toilet paper and paper towels in the urinals. He's got to clean all this shit up. He's this fucking five foot nothing Italian guy, sweetheart of a man. He's fucking tired and hurting and stressed and. Anyway, kids, teachers, everybody can't wait to get out. Start their good time and relax a little bit, you know? And the guys with little fart bomber mufflers are out in their little fancy cars on on these balmy nights. So just a little word on organization. How the world is and how I think it should be. How crazy it is. There's Planet Fitness. I would love to get in there today and fucking, right now, have the energy and the time to work out for an hour and feel fucking all lubricated. But I'm still tired and I'm fucking ready to go home and eat, crack open a beer and 
have a nice meal, say hello to my family whom I haven't seen all day. Alright, let me shift gears here. This motherfucker needs to turn. Their little fart buster car. I could friggin' lap his ass with my damn 5.7 liter Ram. I'm not gonna do that. Because I don't have a little penis. I'm happy with the size of my beater. Alright, let's shift gears. I saw a post, a Facebook post this morning from a good friend of mine. She says, uh, you know, let's do an experiment. Humor me. Let's do background checks and mental health or background checks and uh, some sort of screening for firearms, you know, basically put um, gun laws, reasonable gun laws, enact them or, uh, nationwide and mental health checkups, make sure that everybody that's buying a firearm, using a firearm, carrying a firearm, that they are doing so responsibly. And that they should actually have this very capable tool. What is the tool capable of? Um, well, it's good for marksmanship. It's good for uh, home protection. It's good for self-defense. And um, it's good for war. It's good for killing things, for put, punching holes in things with, you know, lead, copper-jacketed lead, at a high rate of speed, not just one hole, these days, you know, 30 holes inside of a, a minute or so, place welling shots like that, hit your target if you actually know what you're doing, or even if you don't, you can spray and pray, and you can hurt a lot of people, kill a lot of people, what happens is the holes get punched in them, it damages tissue, it uh, ruptures vasculature, and ultimately destroys our anatomy and all the blood leaks out of us. And we, without blood pressure, we don't have oxygen and nutrients and uh, delivered to cells. Our cardiovascular system fails and all of our cells die. So cellular respiration stops. Or tissue is damaged if we're lucky. And depending upon where that tissue is damaged in the body, what anatomy is affected, it could kill you, it could maim you, it could cripple you, it could do all kinds of terrible things. So, that's what firearms do. I know that. I'm not anti-gun. I'm pro-Second Amendment. I'm a former Marine. I've been plinking and shooting and shooting targets, shooting, you know, uh, simulated human beings in the Marine Corps. Uh, times, you know, tens of thousands of, of rounds downrange. I don't even know how many, but many, many rounds down range, live rounds, carrying a firearm as part of my job for four years. Before that, I handled many weapons, bows and arrows, sharp things, guns, knives. I did so for the most part responsibly. I'm not going to tell you I didn't do stupid shit when I was uh, you know, a kid, shooting birds and chipmunks and squirrels and that there weren't some near misses, you know, that I didn't do some stupid shit, stab myself a couple times inadvertently, you know, had firecrackers go off just beyond my grasp and make my fingers go numb, you know, all kinds of shit like that, I had a friend that, you know, had a, somebody pointed a Roman candle at him and 
got these freaking look like melted skin on his abdomen. It's all melted. It's all fucked up. <clears throat> anyway. Risk. Dangerous things. You know, uh, young men do stupid shit. Testosterone. Adventure. Uh, competitiveness. Trying to find your place in the pecking order. It all plays a role. Especially, especially young men. They're driven. They're programmed to be attacked like this. Also, you know, genetically, we, you know, hunters, gatherers, we have that within us. We all like that. We like to go fishing, hunting, camping. Most of us want to be able to survive. Lord of the Flies sort of shit. So my friend, she's obviously for common sense gun laws and mental health screenings for people that are going to own firearms and use them. And I think that it's, that's, that's a given. It's reasonable. Now there are people that have the, that's champion the Second Amendment or pro-gun, um, even in the, when faced with, you know, an obvious epidemic, continuing academic epidemic of, um, school shootings and public shootings and irresponsibility and all, all kinds of just, just crazy things. I've talked a little bit about what I think is at the root here, um, what makes us different than other societies. Yes, the quantity of guns, easy access, uh, the fact that we are just, we're, we are a warlike society in general, culture. I watched fucking Rambo and Arnold and Chuck Norris and you know, who's who of action heroes that I, I wanted to be like. I played cowboys and Indians when I was a kid. You know, I was into all that shit, survival, um, anarchist cookbook, made pipe bombs when I was a boy, I joined the military, the Marine Corps, ultimately because I wanted to be a warrior, you know, and there's, we are a warrior culture, especially for young men, you know, we've fought many wars, we're proud of having, having served, we, we saved a lot of lives by taking a lot of lives the world over. And I think that there is a price to pay for that. I think um, most any veteran who comes back with PTSD, having seen things and killed people, killed things and put rounds down range and been part of these environments, these wartime environments, is something that most of them you know, hear about old grandpa or Uncle Joe, they don't want to talk about it. They've seen things that maybe they shouldn't see. Maybe they're ashamed of having done. Maybe they've, on some level, they know that it's, you know, there are consequences for being, for taking a life, for being part of something like a battle or a war, you know, yet we understand that there's a time that we need to do these things. I think that's part of the equation. I don't think it's a whole deal. I think we got a shitload of guns. I think we, we wave them around like our dicks think that we've got cinematic representations of firearms and, um, and uh, you know, action heroes that are just pulling out firearms and winning the day and, you know, endless representations of our wartime exploits as Americans and always being the good guys and, you know, always, you know, being able to use these big powerful tools that look cool and make a lot of noise and, you know, they're instant, um, 
equalizers, right? Meaning that you can be a little fucking skinny nerd or, you know, the fat kid that always gets bullied and you can pull out one of these things and it's an equalizer. It's uh, something that you don't have to be big and strong or powerful or brave. You can just pull the trigger and it's a machine that levels the playing field. Literally and figuratively these days. So she said this and I said, and I've said this before, um, I agree with that. I agree there should be common sense gun laws that prevent firearms from falling into people's hands that should not be using them. Any question whether somebody's got screws loose or if they've got a criminal history or if they don't pass a background check, which essentially would be kind of one and the same there. Lop that in with the latter. Um, then they shouldn't be having the right to carry a firearm. They have questionable morals and ethics as evidenced by you know, having been uh, committed a felony or a violent act. Probably not a good idea for them to be, you know, having a firearm. The problem is there's so many situations we can't control for. The variables are too many. There's too many firearms, too many people that have them, that bought them legally, that acquired them illegally. Black market is, you know, if you, you don't need to fucking go to Cabela's to buy or a local gun shop. You buy them pretty much anywhere, probably any street corner in Philly. I know there's a lot of illegal guns in all the cities. You, you, you can get one. Get ammo. Probably buy all this shit online. You know, I bought ammo online months ago. Um, I added to her assertion about those qualifications passing muster in terms of um, background checks and and laws that would prevent, try to prevent these sorts of things. I added training. I feel like if you really want to own a firearm and do so legally, then you should have no problem. And in fact, you should be enthusiastic about acquiring some continuing education, taking a class, build some infrastructure underneath the reality that there's so many of these firearms. You want to own an AR-15? You're going to take safety courses, marksmanship courses, um, ethics courses. You're going to take courses on mindfulness and uh, discretion and conflict, peaceful conflict resolution. And you should have to have, a, you know, take a course on physical fitness and first aid and gun maintenance and, you know, all these things. You should know all these things. There should be some some information that you should want to have as a responsible gun owner so that you can exercise this right safely. You know, it's not an absolute right. It shouldn't be like an absolute right. I don't think that any right is absolute or should be. My opinion. I am a responsible gun owner. I am a former Marine. I have, have fired these weapons um, many different kinds. I enjoy them. I, you know, sometimes will go to the range. I would like to um, keep this, you know, this this right, retain it, and be able to do so responsibly and with pride. 
but there's just a lot. The problem is when you and you know, I mentioned this before, I believe. If you you have to mind the company you keep. So, for instance, as a marine, or as a father, or as a chiropractor, or as a um, a member of any society, any organization, if you want to claim that you are, you know, you, you you have like a right, you have a specialty, you have a certification in something. I am a doctor of chiropractic. It's important to me that I have a sufficient, uh, appropriate decorum and that I'm behaving responsibly and that I'm doing no harm to my patients. I'm helping people. That is what my goal should be. As a father, I want to, you know, maintain these standards of responsibility and care. As a citizen of the United States, as a gun owner, I want to make sure I'm doing things right. I'm being, I'm, I'm a credit to, you know, people who um, exercise their Second Amendment rights. So that means I'm behaving responsibly. I am seeking it, additional training and qualifications, and I'm demonstrating. I think you should have to do this with a, um, with a car, you know, a driver's license as well. I think you should have, you should be able to demonstrate whenever you do something that has the potential, um, that is a great response, that is a, an awesome right, but also there's a responsibility that comes along with it. You know? Remember back in the day of being a Marine, you know, to, to fight for right and freedom and to keep your honor clean. So that means that I have a responsibility. I have a reputation to upkeep. Not just for myself, but for all the other people that are in this club, that are doing what I'm doing, that stand for a certain um, way of life, you know. And if I fuck up, I am a disgrace on that community. So if we really value the Second Amendment, and we want to uphold that right, and and that we need to assume the responsibilities, and it doesn't matter... You know what? It, um, maybe we're doing it right. Maybe we are responsible. Um, we also have to police those around us who are also observing that right. And if it means, if that means that when somebody fucks up and they, you know, they do something terribly um, irresponsible and criminal and disgraceful and tragic, with you know, and you have to understand that 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 blood is on our hands too. In my opinion, we also bear some responsibility for the people who we keep company with. You know, that's my opinion. And so this can't keep happening. It's terrible that it's happening. It's fucking beyond tragic. And we kind of all go on with our lives talking about summer and vacations and school being out. Well, for these kids down in fucking Texas, and it sounded like there was another shooting today. Uh, I'll look up on the fucking terrible news article on that, I'm sure. Um, the, those kids don't fucking get to... School's out. Yeah, school's big time out for them. 
They can never go back. They don't have the privilege to study anymore and learn. You know, we, we bear the responsibility. We can't have our, our citizens, our children, the future of this, of this country unsafe. We can't be doing things that and, and standing by while terrible things like this happen. And just talking about how, oh, it's the Second Amendment, it's my right, and, you know, uh, you pry things from my cold dead hands. These motherfuckers should be the first, as a, as a, as a, an exerciser of the, as a staunch uh, advocate of the Second Amendment, we should be the first motherfuckers standing up and saying, hey, this is bullshit. This is never going to happen again. This is fucking terrible. And we're going to do whatever it takes to ensure that these um, that these problems are solved, that we do everything on our behalf, so before somebody else does it for us, right? Because if you if this shit keeps happening, I know we keep saying it, but if this, these fucking shootings, killings, these fucking tragedies continue to take place. They're going to take your toys away, motherfuckers. You know, you're not going to have you're going to have restrictions that you're not going to that, that are fucking not going to feel good. My thing is, like, I'm willing to make those sacrifices. For those little kids, I'm happy to sacrifice some of my little, you know, my my right to keep and bear arms. Not, I'm not going to give it up. Nobody's suggesting that you should have to give it up. But if you have this fucking, if you, if you own a firearm, if you are seen with a firearm, if it is known that you have a firearm, um, you buy a firearm, you are submitting to a lifetime of education and training so that you can continue to use that responsibly. My feelings. Okay? I don't think it's too much to ask. Common sense gun laws, whatever that means, you know. It's a debate. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of details to this. Certainly. I don't think that people, um, I think there's a lot of people that do it right, that are responsible, and, and should they have to suffer? You know, should they have to give up? You know, they're doing everything right. Um, should they lose their driver's license because somebody else got in a, you know went drunk driving? No, but when these terrible massacres her, occur in our society, maybe you should have a little bit of empathy, and your heart should go out to these people and try to find a solution, try to find something to rein in these the likelihood of these sorts of things happening. Because if not, then society's just going to take away your fucking toys. You're not going to have these things that are probably too much gun for you anyway. Let's be real honest. There's a lot of fucking pussies out there that are buying guns because they have small penises and because they're scared of everything. I think a lot of these guys are fat motherfuckers, and they're mostly men. I, I, I'm honest. I'm a guy. Guys, you know, we're fucking very self-conscious. We're very, um, you know, that whole pecking order thing, that Lord of the Flies, that's real. You know, we are programmed to be on, you know, on guard, to be protectors, to be, like, it's a responsibility that we feel to provide, to bring home the bacon, to hunt and gather. That's, that's something that I've always felt. You know, I'm, I'm a confident guy that I can do that. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, they get scared because the world is a scary place and they don't make smart decisions. They'll buy a firearm. They don't get in, out enough to train with it. They should have to fucking train with it. They should have to be able to demonstrate that they use it effectively and responsibly. 
and they can actually hit what they shoot at and that they know that there's a fucking huge responsibility here and that you could kill somebody in the fucking split second. You could spill, you could spill blood all over the fucking place. Somebody could die because you're buying this thing. You know? And if you don't know how to use it, that's tragic, right? So, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm pro-Second Amendment. I'm just shaken by all this bullshit that continues to happen. And I think if you are part of a community, well, you, it's your responsibility to stand up and say, hey, we got some fucking problems, people. We need to do some internal regulation of this. Or somebody from the outside is going to come in and say, guess what? Now all this shit's going to end. Now it's going to get taken away. And now we're probably going to have a civil war people with guns and no guns and it seems like that's almost inevitable anyway so not to bum you guys out but this is an intractable problem that we have in our society and I say my friend who's uh, who's asking for some reasonable restrictions uh, to examine the people that are actually uh, want, want us to uh, sign off on their owning these things and carrying them. I think it's reasonable. And if you don't, then you're probably fucking one of those guys with a little Peter who's scared of everything and probably fat and out of shape, could run a mile, couldn't beat yourself out of the fucking wet paper bag. And so you need to stockpile these firearms because you're scared of things. Don't be scared. Be informed. Be confident. Be trained. And be kind.